This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. Hey everyone, welcome back. It is season two, episode 29 of the Golden Bee Podcast. Last Friday, June 9th, Nile Donahoe and I from Seas Plus Baseball checked in, talked about where the Canadians season was at, meaning the Vancouver Canadians. As the Vancouver Canadians move towards ending the first half of their Northwest League baseball season, um, it's Tuesday, June 13th today. Uh, Canadians start a six-game series uh, at Rogers Field at Nat Bailey Stadium tonight. And as Nal told me last Friday, there were 12 games left uh, in the Northwest League's first half. And so Nile and I look at uh, the Canadians' season to date and uh, talk about a number of players so far that are having great seasons. Here is the podcast. And I am back with my friend, Niall O'Donohoe from Seas Plus Baseball. And we are talking about, I guess it's a monthly Canadians update, but people don't know the background that I was covering the Seas Plus Baseball website while you were away. So I'm well up to date now on what's happening. Um, I'm just sharing it while we do the podcast here. Looking at um, one of your latest recaps from June 8th. So I covered Seas Plus Baseball while you were away. Uh, I hope I did somewhat of an admirable job haha um and then i also will share batter's box which i helped you cover for but let's get into this so as a canadian stand now with how many games is it now left in the first half of the northwest league season there's down to 12 right now that's what i thought it was 12 so i i had done the blog up until two days ago uh, so it was about 14 but what it was then was when i had done the last preview they had gone to Everett for Tuesday and Wednesday they had lost Tuesday's game one Wednesday's game um there are some things of note in those two games um and uh tell us a little bit about last night so they it sounds like they lost again they did uh yeah it was a heartbreaker losing five to four uh they really couldn't get anything going offensively actually both uh, starting pitchers did very well Van uh, mm-hmm. Scooter for Everett and Rafael Sanchez uh, for okay. Vancouver. Uh, okay, they were trading zeros for for really the first half of the game. Then uh, Everett, uh, they got a two out two strike home run uh, to open up the scoring. It was two nothing. The Canadians came back with three runs. I believe it was in the uh, seventh inning. Uh, Devontae Brown getting a two run homer to put the seas ahead. But uh, Naswell Paulino gave up a couple of home runs. Uh, a right. two-run shot, and then another solo shot. Uh, Canadians did get to within 5-4, but, uh, yeah, a couple of uh, two-out, two-strike home runs, that's really what killed uh, the Canadians oh, in well. the end. And the Canadians certainly had a, a good chance to score in a couple of innings. Uh, there's one inning, I remember, Andre Sosa getting to third base with one out, but they couldn't get him home. Uh, they had a couple of runners on. I believe it was the second inning. Couldn't get anybody home. So, I mean, it was a game there for the taking. Um you know, it's it just disappointing the Canadians couldn't follow up 
uh, you know, on such a, you know, arousing victory on Wednesday after uh, coming from behind. Uh, they were down 5 nothing at one point. They were down to their last strike. And right. uh, these were able to rally for five runs and pull it out. But um, it just wasn't meant to be. And uh, Spokane uh, winning in Hillsborough last night. So that puts that was Spokane, my next question because yeah, Spokane uh, is now up a game on the Canadians with uh, 12 okay. games to go. So, so it's uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the box score here. We're just sharing it uh, for people on the Facebook Live uh, while we chat. So I just wanted to break it down a little bit for everybody. But um, that was my next question because I was obviously following that and putting it in the C's plus baseball articles. The status um, of the pet, basically the first half pennant race, right? That's right. Um, to to see who who is going to win the first half in the Northwest, and it looked like a it was kind of a dogfight, right? Because it's basically Vancouver and Spokane. Everett's way down there. I remember mentioning in one of the recaps in fifth, um, and so it's down to these two teams. So yeah, Vancouver is now twenty eight and twenty five. Spokane is twenty nine and twenty four. Eugene sits at twenty seven and twenty six. And then Tri-City is at 27 and 26. Everett's at 20 at now at 500. And Hillsborough is last at 22 and 32. Yeah, so, so, I mean, teams are st- all six teams are, are still in it. I mean, for Hillsborough, the odds are pretty longer. Uh, we're just kind of hoping uh, Hillsborough can play spoiler uh, against Spokane for the weekend and then uh, uh, hopefully not do nearly as well when Hillsborough is in town uh, next week to take on the Canadians. So, uh, Canadians just have to try and hold serve here for uh, uh, for the weekend games against Everett, uh, heading right. into the back half of the series. Then they have the five games against Everett, and uh, and as it turns out, if it's still uh, Eugene still in the mix, uh, those are going to be big games as they head down to Oregon for the first time this year, as far as uh, going to Eugene goes. So uh, that will end off the first half of the first three games of that series, and the second half picks up with the uh, final three games in Eugene. So. Uh, so some big games coming up for the Canadians. We'll see what they can do. But uh, the cause wasn't really helped any by the um, by the uh, promotions uh, that have been uh, made. Uh, Trenton Wallace that was a big loss to the starting rotation. Right. Uh, I mean, it was it was kind of not really that surprising after he pitched his five shutout innings uh, against the Emeralds last week. Uh, yeah. You just had a feeling something was up that he was going to get the call to double A and sure enough he did. So he's now with the New Hampshire Fisher cats, which is uh, great for him. And really that's yeah. really, it sucks for us as C's fans. If it does, uh, <laughs> it does, but I think we all now, and I don't know how many people in Vancouver, I'm sure a lot do understand the minor league system. I know when I go to the game last Sunday, some people are just casual fans. They just like baseball and it kind of a thing to do in Vancouver to go to a game in, at Rogers Field at Nap Pebbly Stadium, as it's now known. Uh, but they also, um, they also, um, you know, uh, people who understand the minor league system know that this is what you expect, right? That, you know, it's great for the players to get promoted. Yeah. It's up, it maybe our team doesn't do as well because they've been promoted, but it's good. It's good for the, ultimately for the parent club and the player, especially if they advance to the, to the major league level or they're a serious contender or a serious prospect at the triple a level um, that it can help the blue Jays win. And that's, you know, really what the name of the game is here. Um, I was just looking at the, at the C's website as well. Um, And I was just trying to see who else has been promoted. I think 
one question I would have for you too that you could answer is how do people find out about the the player promotions? Like, where do you dig for those? Because is it on the MLB, MILB site? So I'll, sh- I'll share that in the chat because I'll share the Northwest standings, but also people understand uh, that's where the um, MILB.com. Uh, that's right. Well, uh, one place uh, that fans can find out, well, Twitter uh, obviously is one way to find out because usually teams will uh, announce their roster moves. But another way to check is if we go to Canadians Baseball, uh, yeah. we click on roster, uh, they'll also have Toronto transactions and then Vancouver transactions. So the Toronto okay, transactions. I'm share it right now. Include, yeah, they also include like uh, call-ups involving uh, New Hampshire, Buffalo, right. Van the Florida Coast League, as uh, those short season teams are starting up, both in the Florida Coast League and the Dominican Summer League. So, uh, I'm just yeah, looking at it here. Busy time. It's going to be a busy time as far as our roster shuffling continues. Uh, it was kind of a little bit quiet for a while, but now things have picked up once again. But yeah, that's exactly where you can find out uh, where uh, players are going to. So great, that's good to know. Thank you, because I, um, I. Um, We'll show a little bit about Batters Box, and we're going to talk about Batters Box a little bit um, because I helped you with some of the writing there. Sure. And I really wasn't aware of the team below the Canadians, these Dunedin Blue Jays that are a single-A team. And there's some significant um, Blue Jays news this week, which you may have seen, as I understand it, and you can correct me. But Alec Mano- or Alex Manoa, uh, as a result of his pitching challenges in the major league and i saw a couple of the starts for toronto this year and he was awful um he's been demoted as far down um and he's apparently according to the guys at, at batter's box working out of the jays uh pitching facility in florida trying to fix it fix his mechanics yeah it's you know it's just unfortunate what happened he was a Cy young candidate last year and uh, uh you know he he was pumping it up to about uh, 100 miles per hour during a short time here in Vancouver back in 2019. Uh, terrific yeah. individual. I had a chance to interact with him uh, on a couple of occasions. And uh, it's sad to see what's happening right now, but let's hope it turns out to be uh, maybe uh, Roy Halliday Chapter 2. Roy Halliday had to do the same thing going down uh, to get uh, right. organized. And, you know, let's see what uh, the Jays pitching staff uh can do with them uh, as far as the pitching coaches go in the minor leagues they have this top of the line player development complex so maybe uh, that can help uh, spot a fly and, and manoa's mechanics and uh, hopefully they can get them uh, back up to the big club to help them out because uh, i don't think the jays are going to go as far as they like to without a, a, an awesome alec manoa uh, at the uh, you know, yeah i mean it's a, i think they factored him in i should look back at the season preview but they factored him in to be um, a serious part of their rotation in helping them contend, and he didn't do that so far. So I don't know if that leaves them scrambling or what it leaves them with, but uh, they could be, I wouldn't say in trouble, because I don't think that's the right thing to say. Excuse me. Um, but they were counting on him to do a lot for them um, for the season, and it hasn't turned out that way. No, it hasn't, but hopefully uh, he can figure some things out and uh, get back up uh, fairly quickly. Uh, you know, maybe just needs a mental reset right now. I guess one of the theories has been the pitch clock, uh, how, you know, how it's been a bit of an adjustment for him. And right. uh, because uh, I guess he was kind of known as one of the, the slowest workers. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the stats were, but I had heard, you know, he's not 
the quickest pitcher on the mound that he takes his time. So who knows? Maybe it's just a case of the game. Maybe just kind of sped up on him a little bit. Mechanics are out of whack right now. So who knows? But hopefully, hopefully he can get things figured out and he'll be back uh, with the Blue Jays uh, sooner uh, rather than later. But uh, that's that's kind of the way, way pitching goes right now. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know. Sometimes if, if you're off by one little thing, uh, it sometimes becomes a bigger thing. So, but you know, I'm no pitching coach, <laughs> but yeah, I know I'm not expecting you to, to say that. I'm just looking at some of the yeah. transactions here too, because seeing a few familiar names, um, Addison Barger is now um, being moved to the uh, Florida Coast League Blue Jays. He's still on a rehab assignment. I saw a note yesterday um, on uh, TSN that he'd been off on the injured list since April the 28th. So yeah, I'm hoping so, things are going to turn around for him as well because we saw his spectacular rise last year and the way he performed in Vancouver. Um, and uh, it would be nice to see him have continued success. Uh, just a couple more things for you. So what's up next for the Seas then before the end of the first half? We've got the end of this series in Everett against the Aquasox, and right. then we've got the series next week. That's right. Uh, yeah, a bit of a shuffle to the rotation. Uh, they had to get somebody to replace Trent Wallace in the rotation, and it'll be Ryan Jennings. He was a Blue Jays okay. fourth-round pick out of Louisiana Tech uh, last year. Uh, right. He had been uh, he started the year in Dunedin. He was actually uh, pitched all of last year in Dunedin as well, so this is his first time throwing a pitch uh, for anyone other than the Dunedin Blue Jays. That'll be coming up on Sunday, so be interesting to see uh, what he can do. Uh, but uh, he had uh, he had a kind of a good start to the year, then kind of struggled in May. But I believe the last two starts, he only gave up one run in the last 12 innings. So right. I guess that was the indicator to the Blue Jays development staff that uh, that Ryan Jennings is ready for the next level. So uh, that's going to be the the big insertion into the rotation. Uh, Diane Santos usually has pitched Saturdays this year, but he's going to pitch Friday night instead in Everett. And Devereaux Harrison, who had been starting Sundays, he'll be moved up a day to Saturday night as well. So a bit of a rejigging of the rotation. It's been Michael Dominguez and Adam Macko. And then last night, Raphael Sanchez, who, uh, you know, had a pretty good outing all in all, uh, going uh, five innings, uh, allowing just the uh, two-run home run. So so the starting pitching is still holding up, despite the defections of Trenton Wallace and Chad Dallas. And, uh, you know... It's, uh, you know, you have Garrett Spain, who's been tearing it up. I mean, they've needed guys to yeah, step I mean, into the stage now with uh, Rainer Nunez uh, gone up to New Hampshire. So, yeah. um, you know. Right. Yeah, I know. It's again, interesting. Glad to see him leave Vancouver, but uh, good for him that he goes to New Hampshire. So, uh, but Garrett Spain, he's been, uh, he's just been a house on fire. 14-game hitting streak. Uh, basically was a hero of the game Wednesday with a grand slam to uh, win yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that one. So, yeah, I saw that one. Uh, so um, that was, uh, so that's what's up for the Canadians anyway. So, yeah, they have the three games against Everett, then six against Hillsborough, and then they go to uh, Eugene for six, and the first half will end uh, midway through that Eugene series. So, again, yeah, can, can, that was my question because I didn't – It would be nice if they can at least get a split out of Everett and then take their chances against the Hops at home and hope to make hay there. That's what I was going to ask you because I didn't know if they cut – like they say the first half of the season's over – but they're still right. in the middle of a series. That's right. Yeah. June 22nd is the final day of the first half. So that's, that's how it works. Okay, that's that. good to know. Yeah. And, June 22nd. and the one saving grace for the Canadians right now, if, if, if uh, Spokane and Vancouver tie right now for top spot, the Canadians would get the, uh, 
uh, head-to-head tiebreaker because Vancouver took uh, five out of eight in Spokane uh, earlier mm-hmm. in uh, back in May. So, um, so at least that's kind of one ace in the hole. But let's hope uh, let's hope the Canadians don't have to depend on that and trying to, you know, try and get things turned around on the weekend and hope they get some help from the Hops before. Uh, ideally, uh, the Canadians can then beat up on the Hops a little bit <laughs> before uh, the first half. Right. Of the, yeah. An end. Okay. Well, thanks for everything. Now we really appreciate it. Um, no it's good to have you back and it's good to have you back running Seas Plus Baseball. Um, thank you very much. I, I enjoyed uh, writing for it and learning how things work there. Um, well, and I well, thanks will, for pinch hitting. Oh, it was much appreciated. No problem. All right. We'll talk to everyone soon. There you have it, folks. That's season two, episode 29 of the Golden View podcast with Nyla O'Donoghue from Seas Plus Baseball. Be sure and continue to check out the Golden V podcast, as I mentioned off the top, facebook.com, Golden V podcast. And I'm actually working on, or we'll be working on over the summer, um, building the podcast website. But you can also find us on our Buzzsprout page, buzzsprout.com. And it's kind of funky. That's why I bought a domain name so I can redirect the pod, the Buzzsprout site uh, to our podcast uh, website address. But it's Buzzsprout. Forest slash one eight six nine seven seven eight. We'll talk to you soon. This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area.